It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we talk about the 1960 Olympics, we do some workshop updates, and then we're joined by Joe from Lost Cause Ranch to talk about everything that they've got going on and the joy of Ellis swapping a discovery. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Stephen Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about my cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or check us out on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the useless wing mirror to Stephen's eight-way power mirrors. I'm the crane neck of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, uh, this week, uh, you have uh, a news item uh, that uh, that you found underneath a desk. It slipped under there at some point. We meant to uh, bring it up, but uh, so it might be slightly out of date, but I think still newsworthy. Yeah, that's true. I, um, I have a friend. Her name is uh, Pia McIsaac. Uh, formerly Pia Riva, uh, Italian Olympic skier oh. in the 1960 Olympics. And oh. uh, she has a 1965 Series 2A that she mm-hmm. drives. We've done a little work on it, and uh, she drives it regularly. She lives in uh, California, has a big ranch mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, super cool lady, super nice. I like her a lot. She's featured in um, a recent documentary about the 1960 Olympics in Squaw Valley called Magic in the Mountains. Okay, and and I vaguely recalled that she was she you know she told me you know at one of her skiing events that you know there were Land Rovers there and they were ferrying the athletes mm-hmm. and she got mm-hmm. excited about them and she's you know had landovers ever since what i didn't know is it it was the 1960 olympics right and so uh, it was a minute ago well, that's yeah all right. it was a, it was it's a still ago, news it's still news yeah i think what's newsworthy is that this this film has recently come out and mm-hmm. uh, if you like uh, that sort of thing it's it's a little documentary you can view it online mm-hmm. um but uh, i was watching the film and i realized that the event that she was talking about and it was this event and mm. uh, i had not heard this before, but uh, Land Rover apparently, you know, uh, either donated vehicles for the event or sponsored mm. the event. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what the nature was, but Land Rovers were used pretty extensively in the event and they appear in a few places in the, throughout the films. And um, you can see that they've made specially built platforms on top mm-hmm. of the cars so that mm-hmm. CBS, which was, I think, the first televised Olympics, um, like right. live broadcasted Olympics. I mean, 1960, certainly that would have been, yeah, that would have been very, at the very much at the dawn of uh, live sports broadcasting. Like yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So uh, they, they put these filming platforms on the cars and then used them for ferrying staff. And uh, so I found some pictures online. We'll put that up on our yeah, um, put that on the Insta. Instagram and so mm-hmm. forth. But uh, pretty neat, uh, pretty interesting. Um, I also ran across online uh, an, one one of these vehicles that had come up for sale just a few years ago oh, and that really? history was known. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it was a yellow 88 Yeah, and uh, they, they had 
advertised it as having been part of the Olympics in Squaw Valley. Oh, cool. And Did it so, still have the filming platform on the roof, or that is it, long it gone? It didn't. No, mm-hmm. that that was gone. Or maybe it wasn't there on that particular vehicle. I don't know right. if they added it to all of them. Right. But uh, that particular one didn't have it. And I wonder how many others are out there. Mm-hmm. In some of the pictures, you can see that they have logos on the doors and some on the mm-hmm. fenders. Um, cool. It's not exactly clear on what the logos say. Maybe one's a Land Rover Oval. Maybe one's a CBS logo, something mm-hmm. like that. They had a mm-hmm. special, you know, CBS broadcasting logo for that Olympics. Um, one thing that's also interesting, another tie-in or another connection with Land Rovers is that this particular Olympic event or Olympics was, um, you know, the production and the opening ceremonies and uh, a lot of the pageantry was mm-hmm. uh, was Disney. Disney was in oh, charge yeah. of that. And yeah, uh, a huge, for those of, of course, fan of the Land Rovers. Yeah, yeah. Disney was uh, was actually interested in Land Rovers, and they used uh, Land Rovers extensively in the construction of Disneyland there yeah. in Florida. Yeah, Disney World in Florida. Yeah, I... Um, oh, it was a Disney I, World. I always Disney World confused. in Florida. Yeah, yeah, it is confusing. I uh, Euro Disney, I thought for a long time, was in Anaheim. As it turns out, it's in it's in Europe. But uh, <laughs> I, um, I lust after a Disney World Land Rover uh, with that super cool Disney World construction team logo. Uh, yeah. There's recently, there's been an Imagineering documentary series on Disney Plus, which is a fantastic uh, watch for anybody who likes uh, engineering in general and certainly sure. Disney engineering. And they have so much footage of the Disney's Roy Disney and Walt Disney driving around uh, the yet to be theme park in Florida in those cool. Land Rovers, and oh, it's super cool, super cool old, uh, you know, '60s, '70s film footage. And uh, I think Disney World is like from the late '70s, right? I think is when they is when they built it, something like that, right? Late '70s, early, early '80s, the '60s, yeah. And so they've 60s. got you know great old cars and the 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 neat old. Disney logo and they every different department got its own little Disney designed logo and the Disney construction department one is just really cool it has this sort of hard hat thing on it when you have a a warehouse full of artists on staff You know, just everything you can just gets have a logo. logos for everything. Yeah, everything, everything gets, gets a, logo. a logo. Yeah. No, it's they're super cool, and I don't know. I mean, if they're still in Florida, I don't know that there's much left of them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I imagine they were. You know, they were probably used on the property there forever because you know Disney tends to just recycle that stuff. Things that were from Disney World were went to Disneyland and vice versa, and so they don't throw a lot of stuff away. They just like use it until there's nothing left of it, and then they, I don't know, they shoot there's it still in the sun. Uh, there's still a number of Land Rover that are used sort of decoratively mm-hmm. on the, at the theme park there. Yep. I think it's like some safari area yeah. and some other area. They've got uh, several Land Rovers. People send me pictures of that. Stuff There's a whole bunch of uh, perforated landing mat, of aluminum perforated landing mat that makes up like fences and all kinds of, like that stuff is so expensive now to go out and find it because people love to use it as sand ladders. And it was the original Max Tracks and, uh, and they use it like decoratively all over the park, which is you sort of just want to pry a piece off and, and take off with it because uh, they're they're expensive. That that uh, aluminum, especially landing mat, is not cheap, and it's hard to find now. It used to be really easy, you know. I'm sure back in the 70s when they built that place, 60s and 70s, it was you know nearly free. I can remember when I was in high school and I've had my first Land Rover and I found some of that landing mat and it wasn't aluminum, it was steel, but I was still really excited about it because it looks the same. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is going to be great on my car. And then I uh, got some and it was like 900 pounds a piece. Yep. 
You definitely don't want the steel stuff. And there's some remanufactured stuff that uh, sort of Mantech, I think, was making it for a little while that kind of looked like the real deal. But it was, uh, it was again, there. I think there was steel. Maybe there was aluminum as well. Yeah, but it's the, the steel stuff is ridiculously heavy. It's insane. It's, and it's yeah. rusty and dangerous and terrible. But the aluminum stuff is awesome, but really hard to find now. It's, uh, it's not easy. So speaking of really hard to find, uh, what's uh, happening in the, uh, in the old Pangolin 4x4 uh, workshop uh, this week? Well, more... More Land Rovers are happening, you oh, know, this, this week, uh, yeah. putting together more vehicles. Um, let's see, uh, more additional work on the 53 Sisquak Ranch Ooh, Land Rover. That's a really cool yeah, one. Yeah, that's a really cool one. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a few little spots on the bulkhead, you know, that have mm-hmm. cracked over the years. Mm-hmm. And so we're TIG welding that stuff up and um, just really going through and, and with a fine tooth comb and, and fixing all those condition issues before we put it back together. The engine is uh is coming along it's almost done just mm-hmm. installed the uh new water pump on it today and not a new water pump a rebuilt water pump it's the mm. original mm-hmm. aluminum casting it's on the one um cool. it's uh yeah it's an 80 inch water pump so it's uh that's gonna be cool you feel not too many concessions to modernity most mostly an original truck that's pretty I think cool the, the concession to modernity on that car is uh is an oil filter uh, instead of the element type. Instead of the element type, yeah. 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 It's a usability it. thing and a, you know, a sourceability. And I think that, you know, that's a that's a forgivable thing. I think that's it's so easy to undo and put back uh sure. the regular way. I don't think that's I don't think that's a big deal. You also have been doing a little work on a on a non Land Rover, but one of my favorite non Land Rovers. I mean, there's a lot that I love, but this these these little guys I particularly love. Don't tell anyone, but I have I have a, a a Suzuki that I like, and it's a it's called an LJ81, and I, it's a small little pickup truck. It's yeah. it's a tiny pickup truck. It's a bonneted control, as they would call mm-hmm. it in England. So it has a hood on the front. It's not like one of those uh, you know Japanese mini trucks, yeah, like a cab but it's, over. Yeah. It's similar in size. It's it's what they call a key car in Japan. Yep. So it's uh, limited to a certain displacement and size. And uh, this one is Suzuki's first. Uh, four-cylinder, four-stroke engine, and it uh, has about 40 horsepower. It's 800 cc's. It's uh, it's an adorable little truck. It has a drop-side pickup bed. It weighs about 1,600 pounds. Mm-hmm. It has uh, right about nine and a half inches of ground clearance, so mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. than a Land Rover because it mm-hmm. has a smaller, smaller, tiny little differential. It has a divorce transfer case. Mm-hmm. Um, goes about 60 miles an hour. Gets about 35, 40 miles a gallon. Yeah. It's a it's a neat little truck. Uh, the nice. bed is about four feet square. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a it's four wheel drive. It has a little heater inside of it. It's got roll up windows. It's it's really pretty usable, drivable little thing. Like a slightly more grown up LJ twenty, which is my my favorite little two stroke go kart car. Same width as that. It's just a little bit longer wheelbase. It looks and, like it's the uh, same. A lot of some some of the similar panels. It looks like the hood and the grill and stuff might be the same as the LJ twenty. Eh, if you look closely, you'll you'll different. see that the hood has a little ventilator at the front mm-hmm. edge on an LJ eighty, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. there are two lights in the fenders instead of just one light in the fender. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it has a marker light and a signal light on an LJ eighty. But right. um, uh, it's kind of interesting. A little bit of Land Rover tie-in. Land Rover, I'm told, did. Um, 
some some of the Land Rover engineers did some consulting work on the LJ development. And so it has a lot of Land Rover features. They have a box section ladder chassis. Mm, they have okay. little tiny yeah. swivel balls, little tiny dropout third member mm, differentials. Adorable. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. It does have a little a lot of like echoing Land Rover engineering. Yeah. Uh, in in the vehicle, uh, the technical literature is really good for these cars. Mm. They sold them in Australia under the Stockman name, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, and throughout South America. Here in the United States, they only sold them Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and Guam. So right. most of them are gone. Yeah, just totally. And uh, I I happened to find one. Uh, this guy had one in Indiana. He was unfortunately named Gary Potter. Um, what? And yeah, yeah, Wait, Gary, Gary Potter, Potter in Gary of Potter. Indiana. Where did yeah, he live Gary, in Indiana? I think it was like uh, Podwarts or something like that. Oh, I can't yeah, remember. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. At any rate, he, he got it out of Mexico. And yeah. um, I drove yeah. for a while. And when I moved here to Oregon, I sold it thinking that, like, there's lots of old cars in Oregon. I'll just buy another one. But uh, very difficult to find another one. Then I found yeah. one. Another Land Rover tie in with these cars is that um, both were made in the same factory Land Rovers and Suzuki's. Because Santana sold both. Uh, of course they did. They yeah. sold both Suzuki's and Land Rover's. Right. And so you, there's pictures of them being assembled oh, cool. in the same factory in Spain. So I wish Land Rover made something of this scale and size, yeah. but because they don't, I have a Suzuki. So. That makes sense. It's like a little mini 80. I think that's totally fine. I, I love them a lot. I wanted an LJ20 for a long time. I had a friend growing up uh, in Canmore that had an LJ20 that could just barely get up the mountain-sized hill that uh, yeah. that I lived on. And, uh, you know, that little two-stroke, like you you could almost hear him when he left the town and was coming up the hill. Up the hill. It was fantastic. They're they're adorable. Yeah. They're really actually pretty low geared, and they fit in the back of a pickup truck, like yeah, a standard American absolutely. pickup. We they're definitely cool. uh, lifted his out of a snowbank uh, with like three people, like no yeah. problem. Like a little bit of a lift and push, and that sucker was out, no problem. It was a ton of fun. They really would kind of like bomb over snowbanks, like you couldn't really get it stuck because it kind of like wasn't heavy enough, yeah. unless it just got completely you know prevented from going forward. That was really the only thing that would get it stuck. And they so. have great ground clearance they have 16 inch wheels they're yeah. cool yeah. neat little trucks yeah. and he had big knobby tires on that stuff it was it was uh well big for that car it was it was a great car uh so an update on my i know everybody had uh, has recently seen my uh, instagram post on uh, uh answering the mystery of does a uh, link uh table saw belt work to drive your air conditioning <laughs> and uh the answer is uh yeah for about like 150 miles and then uh, at the hottest part of the day on the freeway, it uh, it will uh, snap and uh, your air conditioning will stop working. Uh, now, it didn't snap. It just came apart because it it sort of melted. And I think it was heat that was ultimately the enemy of this mm. particular fix. I do, though, stand by the fact that uh, I still am going to keep one in my spares box where, by the way, I did have an actual air conditioning belt just as a, as a matter of yeah. course. But anyways... They it's, sell uh, temporary belts with that same design that are yeah. designed for automotive use. But yeah. you could also just buy an a spare belt. I, I did have a spare size. belt. Yeah, I just didn't want to take off the. Uh, I mean, I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a mechanical fan on the Defender. I have uh, electric fans, but um, I just didn't want to take the water pump belt off to get to that belt. Yeah. And I figured I'd give it a go, and and we would see. So you know, it will work for sure for a, for a short amount of time. Um, but when it's ninety degrees outside and you're running everything full out at hundred miles an hour, well. 
let's be honest, it doesn't go 100 miles an hour, but 80 miles an hour, it uh, that's a bit much for it, and uh, probably enough. But it would certainly be enough to get you out of a out of a jam or to the next place where you have a couple of friends. And in my case, good old Ed Testa was there to help me uh, take off the water pump belt and then put on the belts properly. And now it's I fixed like yeah, I like Jim. Cool. Even preserves. So, uh, who do we have on the show today? Well, we are uh, lucky to have uh, our good friend, our, our good buddy Joe from uh, the Lost Cause Ranch, uh, which is a great YouTube channel, great Instagram account, uh, fan of uh, of uh, our podcast. Which uh, you know, nobody's perfect, uh, and uh, owner of uh, the uh, four seventy five Nada uh, as an Eco Challenge Disco uh, builds uh, LS conversion, uh, both discoveries and defenders all around fun guy uh great to talk to and uh listener requested uh one of our patrons uh ask for more content about the discovery and discovery 2 and as ike and i are not exactly experts in that field uh we brought in uh an expert from outside joe to talk about it so uh let's uh let's throw some uh grape jelly uh into the uh, interview machine and uh, rev that up and uh get joe uh, on the show all right here we go. All right. Well, we are thrilled, thrilled to be joined uh, by uh, YouTube Land Rover uh, celebrity um, and uh, host of uh, and a member of the Lost Cause uh, Ranch. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. It's a thrill uh, to chat with you uh, this afternoon. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. All right. So, Joe, as you know, we ask uh, everyone a sort of pre-canned uh, set of Land Rover questions to calibrate the audience to your, uh, you know, sort of region of the Green Oval. So, uh, first of all, as uh, we ask this of everyone to try to determine this general psychosis we all seem to be under, why, of all of the brands in the world, have you decided that uh, the Land Rover uh, is the one that uh, that you like? Well, so started off with it being, honestly, we're in the car business, third generation. Mm-hmm. We've been used car dealers for oh. 15 years now or so. And a lot of people don't know, but Ted is actually my brother. I so, was going to ask that. I have that as a question. <laughs> is Ted right, so your we brother? We won't get into that. Yeah. Okay. yeah Ted yeah. is my brother. Yeah. We yeah. kept that pretty under. That's, that's yeah. just released for the underpowered hour regardless <laughs> uh jerry mcgovern would think you were brothers even if you're not it doesn't matter to him any <laughs> two people standing beside each other are brothers so uh but it's good to know that you guys are actually brothers there is a resemblance yeah. definitely so yeah and ironically the first land rover in the family was my younger brother who is not in the car business he's the smart one of the family mm-hmm. but uh that was a d1 he wanted something that was a jeep but mm-hmm. a discovery was cheaper so mm-hmm. we got him that <laughs> Found him one of those, and that's uh, the one he took it out. So originally he took that out after he got it and did what a 16-year-old kid does and took it into a retention retention basin Uh and uh, got it stuck and found out how great the Land Rover automatic transmissions are Uh and ruined a transmission. Uh So we quickly had to learn how to work on Land Rovers, replace the transmission, learn that they want you to use every tool in your box mm-hmm. and different bolt sizes. Almost lost two brothers over that deal, but we moved on. And uh, we just continue to buy them because they were five to $700 at the auction. We got a ton of Discovery 2s, and that was back in the era right. where no one wanted them. And right. we're in the How long ago would you say that is in the era? <sighs> 10 years ago. Okay. Probably about 10 years ago. And we're in the Midwest. We have salt 
Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah, of Discovery yeah. 2s don't like salt. Oh, that's true. The rust we, rusting and the rear frame. Now, we have a lot of rust-free $500 Discovery 2s here. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about buying them out here and just shipping them back? Well, that would be too easy. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> All right. That's right. That's right. We I don't actually, know like, uh, if you uh, if you saw the video of the uh, donor frame uh, of the Defender that you guys are building, the LS Swap Defender, and have that new galvanized chassis, the left side of the rear box of the frame is just missing. I don't know if it it's wasn't. somewhere else, <laughs> but it's, well, we, it was we amazing. We have it. We have it yet. Yeah. It's hung yeah. on the wall. No, okay, yeah, I was <laughs> it, gonna it's, say, it's, yeah. Just, it's just not there anymore. Decorative. Decorative. But, um, it, yeah. yeah. And there's where, like, we feel it's our right to do LS swaps and everything. Oh yeah. Because, because well. we're taking, we're taking is, ones that. Is that in the constitution? Work. Yeah, it's yes. in the constitution. That's <laughs> in the constitution is your right to do it? It's, it's our right because. Federally protected. We're take, yeah, right. we're taking yeah. ones that you would throw away out there. That was a James so. <laughs> Madison for sure. He was very, uh, he was staunchly for frame swapping. That was totally, yeah. you know, very important. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's a question we ask. Uh, you know, uh, is if you could have any Land Rover, uh, you know, that has ever been or uh, will ever be, uh, what Land Rover would be? You can only put one of them in your uh, in your garage. What's the one that you decide is is the sort of ultimate Land Rover for the you? Ultimate Land Rover. Hmm. The one I want to say is the Freelander SE3. Oh, man. I want but, one so but bad. No, I, <laughs> We've got it. There's one in Washington right now. I keep sending me Freelanders uh, you know, that are for sale. And like one of these days, we're going to do the underpowered hour company car. And it's That's, without question. Without question, going to be a Freelander. No question. <laughs> that is the a, one missing from the collection. But no. It's going to be a, a leaf-sprung, leaf-sprung Freelander <laughs> with a two and a quarter. I love it. Yes. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on We're going to swap it the other way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As the Porsche people do, backdate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're going to backdate a Freelander <laughs> back, to like Series backdate. 2A era. Yeah. Yeah. Backdate the drivetrain. That's that's what a yeah. Porsche guy's like. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, w- I would probably say like I'm I'm in love with the five liter LR4 right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I drive every day. And mm-hmm. once you take care of the timing chain issue, they're they're great vehicles. So yeah, I know a lot yeah. of people with uh, with that with that that sort of uh, LR four Discovery four, and uh, yeah, it's a nice it's a nice car. They did the it was that was a high watermark, I think, for the Discovery. <laughs> and I'm not. I mean, I've owned a Discovery five. Uh, you know, technically they're a great car. Um, you know, mechanically they're fine. The le- windshields all leak apparently, but um, styling wise, I think it was certainly a that was pretty yeah, radical was left turn. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do like I do fancy an LR four and uh, three and four. Those are those are a good looking car, and yeah, uh, yeah that's good. So, um, what Land Rovers do you have? And you guys obviously have quite a quite an interesting stable, uh, being yeah. in the uh, Land Rover uh, business. Um, you have more than your average duck. But what uh, what Land Rovers are you currently? So we have? got a pile of just general Discovery twos. We won't get into those too much. But we did just pick up earlier this year a G four Challenge. Mm-hmm. Discovery 2 that was mm-hmm. through a major hailstorm that's getting rebuilt now. I see. Okay, um, we yeah. have a Defender 90 that we're doing a LS3 swap to. Mm-hmm. That's the rusty one that was missing yeah. bits of the chassis. Yeah. But don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry. That's, um, <laughs> that's normal. We also that's just normal. picked up. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> that's, that's what they do. Um, just picked up 
number 475, the Nada 109. And that's how mm-hmm. we met you guys. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have number 59 on the way currently as well. Oh, cool. So that's, wow, that's great. That's, that's great. Yeah. And does that, does a four, 475 doesn't have the original Land Rover 6 in it? Does, does the other one? The other one does. Oh, so cool. That's why we grabbed that one. It, yeah. Has been parted out a little bit, but mm-hmm. engine is, engines there, transmission's gone, but we'll thump mm-hmm. that for that. So are you going to reconstruct but, both of those vehicles or make one out of two or what's your plan? Reconstruct both eventually. So cool. We're waiting to see how 59 is when it shows up and we'll see which one we kind of tackle first. Ted's also, we have a 88 2A mm-hmm. as well that ahead of those two. So that one's going to be. Quite not your guys' style and won't be <laughs> anything what, what is, original left on that. What is, what is my style? Just out of curiosity. I think, I think you like to fix things the way they're supposed to be from what I've gathered. <laughs> I do like to fix things the, the way they're supposed to be. But, uh, <laughs> we like I, to. I have known to, I've been known to put uh, disc brakes and power steering. In oh, yeah. in cars <laughs> as well. I did see you, you put AC in. One of I have put air conditioning too, so in yeah. over. <laughs> but the difference is, is that Ike it doesn't like it when he does that. He feels he's it's a, it's a, it's a dirty feeling when he when he does it. Yeah. He like it. He Everything like it. we have has wheels with too big a holes for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I you know Joe, pa. I've tried to find a, a wheel hole ratio that Ike has had. I've been unable to do it. So I you know it's been years now, and I've given up. It's not worth. It should it. be There's five no holes. Him. There's five holes in the wheel. Five, that's it. <laughs> there's five holes in the wheel. Actually, I take that back. There's six. There's there's five six. for the lug nuts mm, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. one, yeah. The, <laughs> one yeah. for the hub. But, oh, what else we got? I got my daily driver LR4. Um, also, I have the Eco Challenge XD, which I'm trying to make my daily driver, but it's been fighting me on reliability. <laughs> I saw today's uh, today's YouTube uh, video had uh, some steering issues that uh, popped up. Uh, well, or actually, maybe some lack of steering issues lack is maybe steer- a better way. Yeah, <laughs> the steering was missing as I pulled out of the driveway and right. just quit. Next yeah. to our five speed discovery, that's of equal quality. Yeah, that yeah. we lowered from the tree. It yes. was in a tree for a little bit. <laughs> that was a great video as winching the discovery into a tree is uh, everybody has always wanted to try that. I think, you know, you look at the rating of pounds on your winch and you look at the weight of the vehicle and you're like, you probably pull it straight up in the air and, uh, and few have done it. So it's uh, it's great to see that. Uh, it's, uh, we it's we to need to that. try it and get it off the ground next time, but we got to get more battery power. <laughs> I had a military surplus Humvee for a long time and my old workshop was a was a coincidentally a military quantity. It was an old bomb assembly uh, building, uh, so it was round, and there was uh, a long-standing, uh, you know, a conversation with Chris, who doesn't listen to the show, uh, about uh, you know shooting a cable over top of the roof and seeing if we could winch the Humvee across the because uh, it, it would climb up the wall, but it would it would start slipping on the tin. It couldn't it couldn't actually drive up. Oh. We were also concerned that it may just collapse the you know almost hundred year old building, but uh, that uh, it, it just couldn't quite get the traction. But if we had winched it. We we probably could get it up onto the roof of the building um, and then maybe just leave it there because, honestly, that was about all it was good for. But um, uh, we never got to it. So uh, seeing a car winched up into a tree, though, definitely brought back memories of, like, I should have just like, – we should have winched the <laughs> – Should have did uh, We should have winched it onto the roof. Damn it. <laughs> We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. 
Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And now back to the show. So the uh, little bit about the Lost Cause Ranch itself. So first of all, what's the history of that? I'm just interested to know the history of that name and where where you guys because I think it's like a I, I think it's a fantastic name. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I have uh, your your sticker prominently on my uh, on my toolbox, and uh, and uh, I do. I've always uh, I've always enjoyed that name. So where did that come from? So that came from Ted. So I got a little bit of property at my house, and mm-hmm. we I called it the ranch for a little bit, but I was actually taking one of my cars there, a little Porsche 914. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it, you're taking it to the Lost Cause Ranch. That's where yeah. everything goes to die because I never finish any projects. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that is the Lost Cause Ranch. That is my house because mm-hmm. it's the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And I have automotive ADD. Yeah, yeah. I think we all have a little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, we all sort of drive an unfinished project around, you know, whether it is, it's never really ever done. I think uh, it's just an opportunity to road test it to see what needs to get fixed next. So, yeah, I think I'm that's usually what, just it, happy if I can get it to the driving point, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a rarity yeah, that's as a well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys, it, it sounds like started off as a, or didn't start off, but for a little while ran a Porsche sort of service business, a customer-facing uh, Porsche like repair sort of uh, business. So yeah, what was the story behind that? So we ran, um, it was Euro- European-based. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we're in Iowa, so mm-hmm. if we could do just Porsche stuff, we would have, but right. we had to branch out further than that. And uh, mm-hmm. we started off as a used car dealer, essentially. Mm-hmm doing mm-hmm. that and then just branched into the service out of necessity yeah out of necessity i should say right. for mm-hmm. all the customer cars and then it just it bubbled out into more than we were looking for so we kind of dialed it back and mm-hmm. just went back to our land rover centric mm-hmm. enjoyable stuff the stuff we wanted to do so a little more fun for us and a little less of the daily grind and that's yeah. when we started into the youtube a little more as well just because we right. could free up a little time because Anytime you video something, it takes five times as long. Yeah, five times longer. Just yeah. yeah. I feel guilty anytime I do something and don't video it because I'm like, this is content that I'm not using. Like, it doesn't count then. Yeah. yeah it's it's most of the things that Steven does, I don't want video of it. Yeah. But, but I get it anyways. <laughs> that stuff, that's, that's a private channel that Ike has set up. Just, that's a different Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different. That's, a, that's on our OnlyFans. That's the, yeah. uh, the, uh, yeah, the underpowered hour OnlyFans. Uh, it's just uh, me greasing bearings for, uh, you know, <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah, different kinds of grease, different sizes of bearings, whatever you're into, you know, well, we got least, it all. We've got a little bit of yeah, everything. At least we know where the money comes to fix all your Land Rovers. <laughs> that's, exactly right. that's exactly right. Yeah. You know, hey, it's a niche crowd, but uh, they're uh, they're deeply invested. They're deeply invested. So, yeah, Ike principally among them. Um, so you decided then, you know, wind down the Porsche uh, or, or European auto business, get more focused on the Land Rovers. So the LS swaps 
and stuff that you do, the builds that you're doing, are those ultimately uh, building for customers? Are they to be sold in the future? Are they for your personal collection? What's the what's the long term goal with something like the Defender, for instance, that you're building? Um, so the LS swap stuff that we have currently, everything we do now, we own. Okay. So it's it's everything in the shop is something we own. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff is sold or mm-hmm. deposit taken before it's ever finished lately mm-hmm. just because of the interest in it. So like the Defender yeah. is spoken for right. already. Yeah. Um, I was wondering when you were like, yeah, we never finished any projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that something you really want to tell people? Like, for other people? <laughs> That's why we just don't take any customer work anymore. No, because <laughs> we don't finish it. No. Fine. Yeah, you just don't take any customer go. work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so no, uh, it's all our own personal stuff. We're keeping some of it and nice. some of it's to be sold. So yeah. just a mix of that stuff. And um, like I said, most of it gets spoken for beforehand, especially with the YouTube stuff. There's always people yeah. asking and everything just because of yeah. So you're not looking to do a sort of, uh, you know, LS-swapped Defender production line anytime soon. There's no plans of uh, the the Lost Cause Ranch-branded uh, uh, rebuilt Defenders or anything yeah. like that. Much more niche and interesting yeah. sort of stuff instead. Yep, and we'll keep switching between stuff um, beyond LS-swap yeah. as well. Just anything that kind of piques our interest. Uh, Ted's got engine on back order for the 88 right now mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. not an ls mm-hmm. little comments r28 so we're gonna try oh cool as well yeah. yeah that's very cool so. yeah that's very cool i know a lot of people who've done uh, the the cummins uh, drop-ins for the discoveries and so it's a very cool package like they do a neat uh, that's a neat uh, thing and funny enough you know there's there's actually not a ton of youtube content around yeah, there's you know that that sort of stuff is not a ton nope not a whole lot out there on that so there will be a ton here coming up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't uh, wait. I think that's great. That motor's been put in a lot of series. A lot of stuff, so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, a kind of a proven package. They yeah. they put it in a lot of cars in South America and mm-hmm. China and that sort of thing. They're um, popular. A friend of mine's got one in his Defender. He really likes it. Does he like it? Oh, good. He does. He does. I don't know. I'm always like I had a Cummins in a 88 in um, in the early 2000s. And it was a six cylinder A series turbo diesel that was used in UPS trucks. Okay. And that car or that motor, you know, um, it was nice. It was like designed to be a replacement for the Chevy six cylinder engine. Um, and I liked it. But uh, what I found that as soon as Cummins you know, stopped using it in their delivery vans, they stopped producing parts for it. So I was like really hesitant to like do all this work to engineer this whole package to go in a vehicle to then have the um, parts availability dry up prematurely. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's not necessarily going to be the case with the 2.8 because it's been put in a lot of vehicles, factory production vehicles around the world. So I think it'll probably enjoy better parts availability for a longer period. That uh, 2.8, they have a sort of uh, like a a crate kit as well. I think they're kind of encouraging people to do do that. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully there's a good stable of uh, parts because I I think it's really cool. I think it's a neat way to take a, you know, a series, you know, that may have a motor that's beyond repair or something 
something and uh, and be able to kind of make it a little bit more uh, a little bit more drivable and you know ultimately more people driving old uh, shitty Land Rovers is the uh, you know is the, is the goal um, <laughs> whatever way know. it goes yeah yeah that's right however however <laughs> it comes by I'm happy uh, just to see one rolling down the road you know under its own power that's yeah. a that's always a, something that uh, that makes you smile so uh, a little bit let's let's dive in a little bit to the uh, the sort of uh, you know discovery one two uh, that sort of generation you guys obviously have a ton of uh, of discovery too so those early uh, those early discoveries um, you know how much of that work are you doing so far as engine replacing and things like that is that something that 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 you you do quite a bit of yes um, so as you know a lot of the especially when you get into o three o four four six ones they start having cylinder sleeve issues mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. quite a few of those out there that are noisy and start having overheating issues and everything mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. when we why we started to go into the ls swap era of I, i've heard that the cheapest way to fix an overheating discovery too is to do an engine swap it, yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yep definitely <laughs> or depending on where you are just get another discovery too yes and, uh, yeah yeah that's not the cheapest way to fix no, it because no, no, no. <laughs> then you end up with another one that needs another an one swap that overheats yeah, I guess that's a good, yeah that's a good uh that's a good, but it might uh, i mean point you might get another 500 miles of discovery driving with a new that's one. True. So, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every 500 miles, you simply replace the entire car. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, you're good it's to go. Easy. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's fine. You just move your stuff, maybe keep your stuff in a box so that it's easier to move it from one car to another, and then you're, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah, 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 yeah you're <laughs> yeah. good to go. You know, my mom actually had both uh, Discovery 1 and Discovery 2, and uh, the block cracked in uh, both of those cars, uh, in, in one right after the other. What are, what are the chances? That's, that's pretty good. The chances are pretty good. <laughs> I think, I think good. that was a big enough sample size to know the quality. Yeah, to know. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the quality. Uh, yeah, both uh, successive generations, uh, both cracked. So, uh, so yeah. So, so you do a certain, so is there, what's the process, I guess, because I, you know, of going through one of these Disco one or twos and, and doing the LS conversion, what do you sort of look for when you're looking for a donor car and then and, you know, do you source the motor's crate? What's the what's the process? So, uh, ironically, most of the donors come from either, like, Texas or out west. Like, the mm-hmm. last one we did was a California discovery, mm-hmm. and we got it shipped in. Um, because the, the ones around way. here, yeah, yeah. aren't Rusty. worth yeah. doing. We've fixed <laughs> frames and done rear chassis on them before, but it's just not feasible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for, how ex- for how available they are out, especially right. by you guys and stuff. Yeah. So... What we want to do is start with a good, clean one, mm-hmm. typically with baked-off paint, because they either have no paint or rust, mm-hmm. is right. how it seems to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we go that route, and then um, just go through anything mechanical-wise and bring it up to snuff on that. Yeah. But lately, we've been using a kit from Alternative Conversion Engineering, mm-hmm. which it is, it's a good kit. It is involved, mm-hmm. but it allows the use of the factory cluster traction control mm. build ascent and everything which is what i liked about it right all being relatively plug and play i mean there's quite a bit of wiring but yep. all that integrates well which makes it a neat experience that you just hop in you can't tell when you're in the land rover itself that anything was changed it just has more mm. power and mm-hmm. it doesn't overheat mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. right <laughs> so, but it uses the factory transmission Mm-hmm. Nice. So 
and the transmission is rated that's fine you don't you don't find there's trouble with putting that a little bit more power through it a little bit more power you wouldn't want to get yeah. crazy and do like the right. ls3 that we're doing in the defender right right would toast the transmission on the yeah, sure. discovery sure. so the ls3 that we're doing in the defender has a gm six speed mm-hmm. automatic behind yeah. it that right. can handle that and it goes into the factory, uh, I guess, obviously, uh, the, the the discovery, because it's still connected to its transmission. Yep. But on the Defender, you're going into the factory transfer case, or you're going into a different uh, transfer case? Going to the factory transfer case on that. So we have a adapter from that two-wheel drive 6L80E into mm-hmm. an LT230, and that came from Synchro Gearboxes over mm-hmm. in the U.K., in the UK, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, that's really cool. So, so then the 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 process to get from Discovery with its junked out engine, broken time engine, whatever, to the the fully LS swapped car. What's the timeline on something like that? What about about how much do you you kind of think you're going to have to invest time wise to do that? Time wise, we could if we did just that and we weren't filming, mm-hmm. um, we could do one in probably a seven workday turnaround and still okay. have a good quality going mm-hmm. through. So I would expect mm-hmm. 50 plus hours to okay. do it correct with, and that's us. We build the exhaust and everything right. and strip the harness right. down. So that's not so bad no, really in the grand scheme of things. That's no. yeah, that's not, that's not terrible. So it's a reasonable, like it is not a six month in, you know, endeavor to, and do you, does that kit include, is that engine mounts? Is that, you know, transmission? That, is that, that's everything that you need, the adapter plate, everything that you need. Yep. So it's a adapter plate, bell housing. They mm-hmm. got a custom welded bell housing, got the flex plate and mm-hmm. engine mounts. You have to source the, a standalone harness yourself and mm-hmm. some of the ECU stuff for the GM side, but it has mm-hmm. adapter brackets and it actually uses the Land Rover AC compressor and alternator cool. and oh, power great. steering setup. So that's kind of nice as well. So it, right. it's fairly complete and everything that isn't in there, they have listed out. Right, and then yeah, you would do it. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then, so far as the motors, are you getting those crates? Are you getting lightly? Uh, are you getting used ones? Or where, where, where are you sourcing those? Most of the Discovery twos are um, looking at good used engines, yeah. just on the yeah. cost basis of. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of people that want to spend that amount of money on a Discovery two, where you'd have to be. Thirty-five, forty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> got an engine that's that worth hurt. nine. <laughs> yeah, I got an engine that's worth nine times the cost. Yeah, that's right. Yep, that's right. exactly. Yep. No, it's funny. I, you know, a good friend of mine, Ike, and I have talked about this before. She had a um, a Santana one ten um, that I believe East Coast Rovers did a. Uh, it is an LS three. It is. It's. What is that? What East Coast Defender? East Coast Defender. Sorry, well, it was not West Coast. East Coast Defenders, right? East Coast Defenders. <laughs> I apologize. West Coast Defender. I don't even know who that is. That's not a thing. But um, but and she, you know, I mean, I mean, I think the cars, you know, whatever, ten thousand, maybe fifteen thousand dollars, and a hundred and forty thousand dollar LS three conversion letter. But it is amazing. I mean, it is the it is the greatest Santana Defender I've ever I've ever <laughs> <laughs> LS. 
three <laughs> Santana driven. It's also the only LS3 Santana <laughs> Dylan Fender, I think maybe in existence, but it's without question the very best one. And uh, it is a like a hoot to drive. Like it's insane and super fun. And um, I mean, it's not great off-road, but I don't think that's really the, the goal. That I'm wasn't not exactly the purpose sure what, I don't know what the purpose <laughs> is exactly, but it is pretty awesome. It is super fun to drive and uh, and uh, it is it is fun to be able to, uh, you know, peel away from a stoplight uh in a like a real weird old defender <laughs> and uh, silly people antique sort of, truck yeah yeah it's awesome so i i mean again i i'm a you know i've said this before like it's not the next land rover that i would buy but i do i do like the you know i like the concept especially i mean i think in ls1 like it's a gm motor the you know the buick block sourced in the v8 to the land rovers it sort of almost feels it's, like you know there's it's some the next iteration. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. not too yeah. far out. Yeah. That's what no, we it, yeah. it feels good. And from everything I've heard, I haven't had an opportunity to drive one, but from everything I've heard, it, it just makes the Disco 2s just that much, you know, just the, just a really great kind of car that feels like it's going to get rid, rid a lot of the engine reliability things, but keep a lot of the great, you know, the last of the sort of classic discoveries uh, kind of stuff. And uh, I think that's really cool. Now, what do you think about uh, rear airbags on the, on the Disco 2s? Do you guys delete those? Do you put in springs? You keep them, yeah, yeah. gone. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, we we usually do just like a mild two inch lift on most of the yeah. Discovery twos, yeah. anyways. So we just get rid of the rear airbags. It's always kind of baffled me that they only had bags on the back. It's just sort of a yeah. it feels so transitional that it almost doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> just on the back so you know i mean i get it like towing leveling and all this sort yeah. of things but like it's still it just doesn't always feel weird to me for the first six months of production they only had them on one side just the left yeah that's true it was only the left <laughs> side yeah so you could you could make it sort of you know higher lower if you had a particularly stout passenger they would have to sit on the left side well, so you could compensate for them that yeah, was for the american market but. yeah it's, it's solely for the american market yeah exactly that makes sense you know that's no but i mean yeah i think that those i mean i'm a huge fan of the of the classic uh, discovery uh from a you know from a look standpoint i think it's such an iconic four by four and sort of you know i think uh, there is no other other car that looks like a discovery one discovery two that profile is really cool and uh you know i obviously the camel truck that i yeah. have is a uh, is a is a discovery one and that's a you know that's a great it's a great car the old you know 200 and 300 tdi cars are cool do you guys ever get uh any of that sort of stuff any of the old uh 200 tdi 300 tdi cars we we do not the only we had a 200 tdi defender mm-hmm. 110 that met its demise in our parking lot but that thing mm. was a blast too but that was actually when that was the last straw of our service department we had it parked up top we have a two-level um parking lot with a little slope Mm -hmm. down below we had Mm -hmm. that up top and we had a service customer come in and nose into that one pop the transfer case into neutral rolled it down our hill totaled out two cars that we had sold waiting for transport so Oh, <laughs> and total the defender out too. So <laughs> no. So that was oh. that was a great day. <laughs> you don't like to hear that. You don't like to hear that. That is uh, that is unfortunate. So if you're looking for a project, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for about half a 300 TDI defender. Um, so. 
Before, Joe, we start the uh, the legendary, some would say infamous, Icos lightning round questions, um, wanted to just check and see. So what have you guys got coming up on the channel? What have uh, some projects you've got going? Is there anything you want to you wanna pitch uh, before uh, before we subject you uh, to the, uh, the lightning round? So obviously we have the LS3 Defender going now, and that's just going to continue on. That should be up for the next three months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Going through that. We have the number 59 Nada coming, and then uh, once that Cummins R28 shows up, we're going to go into a pretty extensive build on the 88-inch 2A, and that's going to be a very off-roady, buggy-style build to cool. replace. Ted's got uh, TJ Rubicon that oh, goes off yeah. in the woods for Jeeps, so that's going to replace that one mm-hmm. eventually, so... It'll Is he going to get rid of the Rubicon? He's going to swear off the Jeep entirely? Yes. Well, oh, he's that's got a, a big deal. He's got a, he's got a newer Rubicon Jeep, too, but oh, the Jeep is going away. The old TJ is going away, uh-huh. um, which is funny because in the Midwest, we're very tight and trees with our trails. So Ted right. started off with Discovery 2s on our mm-hmm. local trails and peeled the sides and roof off it yeah. because they're oh, too tall. So that's when he yeah. switched over to a Rubicon with that little Rubicon that doesn't have a top. So right. that's right. what this can't peel the top off if it doesn't have one. If it doesn't yep. have it. Yeah. It's and a little colder in the winter though. Yeah. A little bit colder. Yeah. 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 And that'll be a hint on that two a won't have one either. No windshield, no top, no cage. Yeah. Just a heavy duty diesel. Maximum clearance. Yeah. Maximum <laughs> clearance. <laughs> Just fold that windshield down and, and send it. Yeah. Up. No, that's fine. Safety third. Um yeah. well good. Okay. All right, Joe. Well, here you go. Are you are you ready for the uh for the Ike Goss lightning round uh questions? I suppose. All right. Ike, yeah. take it away. All right, Joe, are you ready? Yes. You have a stack of papers there. This is yeah, intense. I mean, I, pretty deep. I don't know that I've ever witnessed a stack of papers before. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Gas or diesel? Gas. Coils or airbags? Oh, we'll go with airbags. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Here's a toughie. P38 or non CDL Disco 2? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention before, we actually have a P38, too. So we're going to go with P38. <laughs> okay. All right. LS or LQ? LS. KM or KO? KO. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> and the best way to get oil out of your underwear? You guys wear underwear? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> hmm. There you go. Nice there you work. Have it. All right. Good job, Joe. Well, Joe, we appreciate it. It has been a ton of fun and uh, really excited to check out uh, some of the new stuff you guys have uh, up on the YouTube channel. For those of you who haven't been to the Lost Cause Ranch YouTube channel, check it out. Like and subscribe uh, as as we have. We enjoy uh, we enjoy the videos. Uh, my vote is frequent short videos. By the way, per your Perfect. survey this morning, Appreciate I think that. frequent uh, as a as a uh, as a uh, proponent of the shorter the better. Of course, when it comes to Ike and I, people can only tolerate about forty five <laughs> minutes. Although somebody the other day said, uh, you know, it's it's a real disappointment when the show is in an hour, and I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> the the underpowered hour. It's a joke about you know underpowered landowners. It's never the show's never actually an hour. <laughs> 
don't, I don't know. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but uh, but we do we, we love the YouTube content. Uh, you guys keep it coming. And uh, I know Ted is very shy, but uh, he's welcome to come on uh, the next time you come on. We'd love to get an update on projects, yeah, and uh, certainly when uh, when you've got the Nadas under uh, you know under uh, restoration, can't wait to see that. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again in the future. And if we're ever out your way, we'll uh, we'll stop by and see if we can't knock a defender into a bunch of cars for you yeah bowling <laughs> bowling for defenders um and same thing we're probably planning a trip out west in the range rover camper this summer so maybe we can get connected on something depending on what time we absolutely go i think that sounds that sounds like a huge land rover podcast youtube universe crossover <laughs> yes. that uh, the world <laughs> the the world has been waiting for there's like seven people that want to see that happen so <laughs> i can't wait it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fantastic all right well joe thanks again for joining us and uh good luck out there awesome Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Well, that was fantastic. I'm so glad we had an opportunity to uh, finally catch up with uh, Joe, big fan of the Nadas. Now, now it seems like a stable of Nadas that Truly. they're uh, collecting. They're rivaling the collection of Nadas that you have. And uh, eventually, uh, you know, there will be only two keepers of Nadas, like the Highlander. Uh, and uh, one will have to off the other in order to uh, into, to, to game um, night, Nada think- supremacy. I think I'm going to be down to one Nada here pretty soon. Ooh. One, one Nada. Nada. And zero Discoveries, although I will say my uh, uh, Discovery 4 and 3 knowledge, I feel, is at an all-time high right now. Yeah. I have to say I, um, I've owned a Discovery 5, a 1, and a 2. I mm-hmm. skipped the LR years, um, and uh, I, I don't know. A, a little bit of me kind of feels like Liza's sort of talking about it, and maybe Jenna as well, is talking about what to do the Rebel Rally in. Maybe we'll get an LR4. Maybe we'll do a 2A. <laughs> I don't, you know, there's a, there's a pretty wide range. Um, and, I, you know, I, every once in a while, I'll see like a really nice Series 1 Discovery that's... A, you know, like $1,000 or something. And it looks like it's in pretty good shape and like nothing's yeah. too screwed up. And that's basically a Defender. So I have all the parts for it already. Um, and, you know, I, I have to say, every once in a while, I'm like, mm, it's, you know, it's a neat car. I like I yeah. like the very original Discovery. It's kind of a neat car. Uh, like I said, we we grew up with one. So uh, so I have a soft I think that it, uh, I something, there's, there's one feature on a Discovery that I think has carried through all of the previous Land Rover variants and models mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that really makes it, that ties it together, tie, you know, brings it into the fold, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, makes it part of the mark. And that is the leaking roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the Discovery 5, the, the windshield leaked. It's amazing. Like, I mean, this is a, this is a 20, what, 18 discovery and the windshield, the windshield is leaking. There's water on the inside of this car that shouldn't be. It is kind of amazing that Land Rover has been able to keep that through line. You know, it's, it's sort of like the, uh, the hood, uh, the, the soft top, uh, cleat that's on the side, uh, you know, of the yeah. series one Land Rover being present on oh, yeah. the Defender. It's the same sort of thing. You know, the oh, discoveries yeah. being able to not keep water uh, on the, outside of the room. It's, it's an industrial artifact. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's, important. You know, it was part of the tour. It's part know? of the design yeah. like brief. It's yeah. like <laughs> the roof must leak. leak. Must leak. Yeah, for a while there, and I don't know if this is still true, uh, one of the discoveries, I can't remember if it was a one or a two, you mm-hmm. couldn't replace the seal around the, yeah. Yeah. the uh, sunroof the sunroof, because yeah. it, you had to buy like the whole sunroof, which is like 
thousand bucks. So he couldn't replace the seal around it. And a friend of mine had one, and he loved the car, but he couldn't park it outside. So he like put a tarp <laughs> over it. It was just so embarrassing. <laughs> you know the like, first the first discovery that we had. Now I'm thinking back. We drove under a tree, and the sunroof exploded. But like it shattered. So I don't know, something like it was a hot day, I guess. And we drove under a tree and like one of the branches like wiped across the sunroof and it just exploded. It popped. And there was little tiny shards of glass everywhere. The nice thing about the discovery is because of Land Rover's expertise in sealing sunroofs, making them watertight, they just went ahead and put two of them on that car. Their their confidence that it would be, this would be the time that they finally, with the Range Rover Classic, (laughs) with every Land Rover Defender that ever had a sunroof before that, that leaked like crazy. They're like, finally, we've got this nailed to the point where we're going to, we're going to put two on there and it's, it's going to be, and of course, no. So it's like $7,000 sun, sun sheet on the series models. They're like, ah, it leaks. We're going to put another roof over <laughs> the regular roof. Yeah. Let's drill 500 holes yeah. to install. It's same idea. Same idea. Yeah. Let's make the seal integral to the entire mechanism of the sunroof and just uh, make you have to peel the entire roof off to get a new one in there. But such is uh, such is life. So uh, we've got some great stuff uh, coming up, as always, on the uh, oh, the old Patreon. Uh, we've got the weekly coming up very soon here. Weekly, uh, twice monthly. Uh, one one Ike blog, one Steve blog uh, every month, just for patrons. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's an incentive or a disincentive to become a patron. Quite frankly, um, but you can opt in or out of uh, actually watching them. Uh, that is completely up to you. Uh, we've got some great content coming up. Uh, from uh, you know, over the summer here, we're planning a whole bunch of fun uh, trips back and forth. Hey, maybe we'll have Joe down for a uh, for a little collab, for a little uh, a little little fun with uh, <laughs> with Joe. Maybe I can drive one of his LS uh, swapped uh, cars. I think that'd be very fun. I, I really would like to. I, I like I said the the uh, the one LS, <laughs> admittedly an LS three swapped uh, Santana that I've driven is super fun. But then again, I I drove a, another friend's swap Defender and it was just uh, awful. It was a death trap. Uh, they did a very poor job. This other one, they did a great job. And, and the stuff that Joe makes seems really, really good. So super cool stuff. And uh, yeah, again, you can find out more about uh, him at the Lost Cause Ranch uh, on uh, YouTube. Great videos. They're doing weekly stuff there. Super fun. I really enjoy watching it. And uh, I think it, I don't know if it always comes out on Mondays. There's sometimes ones on uh, Mondays, just like us. Uh, so we, as always, have lots of great stuff in the old uh, underpowered hour shop. So head on over and uh, check that out. Uh, you can get, we've got new buttons and pins. So you can have little buttons and pins if you need uh, that, I guess. I don't know. It's good to, you know, stab your neighbor with a little, with a little pin. Or if uh, you're at a, you know, a sort of a Land Rover enthusiast funeral, you can do the military thing and stab it onto their coffin, maybe, you know, I don't know. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you're, uh, whatever. What are you talking into. about? I don't know. You know how the like the, the Navy SEALs did. Shows that over. Go home. All right. Go well, home. with that, unfortunately, uh, my military funeral analogy has uh, run us out of time to uh, talk uh, about uh, Nando's. Get Ike's review of Nando's this week. So, damn it. We'll make sure we make time for that uh, in a future episode. And uh, until next week, Ike, uh, good luck out there, and uh, we'll see you next week. Happy trails. Take care. The 
Underpowered Hour is produced by me, Steve Barris, and Ike Goss. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook. 